Hello and welcome to Be The Wolf. I am your host, Jenea Barnes. Many people struggle to be the fullest, biggest, truest versions of themselves. They bend to fit into other people's ideals of who and what they should be. They tame their brilliance to avoid judgment and gain approval. A long time ago, people attempted to tame the wilderness of Yellowstone National Park by eradicating predators. Taming the wilderness collapsed the ecosystem. But there's hope. In the mid-90s, 41 wolves were introduced into the park and with this, the ecosystem replenished itself and flourished. The wolves did nothing but be exactly who they are meant to be and do what they were born to do. So I say to you, be the wolf. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Be The Wolf. I am here with Denise and we are going to dig into stuff about travel and really stepping through all the negative naysayers that say you can't do something, who lump on that advice and tell you all the things that you should do because I have a secret for you. Well, I'll wait till later to tell you what people telling you what you should do is really about. Uh, But Denise has powered through all of everybody's shooting on her cell on her and come out the other side in a career, a profession, a business that she loves and she gets to be fully who she was born to be. And that's what being the wolf is all about. Denise, um, before we dip into what you do now, first say hello. Hello, everybody. It's Denise here. Nice to meet you. Thanks so much for having me, Denea. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So before you had your business and doing what you do now, what were you doing for a living before? So I was the kind of person that always had multiple jobs going on at the same time. Um, And none of them were really fulfilling. I worked uh, uh, in food service quite a bit as a server, a bartender, front of house. Um, and the corporate world, I worked a lot in startup environments in a variety of, of industries, whether it was manufacturing or e-commerce or, um, you know, hunting versus music. Versus, there was so many different things that, um, that I had gotten involved in. And it really, none of those were making me so excited to wake up in the morning. And so it was, it was one of those things that I knew I needed to change. And so that's where I, where I started. Um, the most, before I got to this, uh, how I launched into this, I was working in food service and, um, I was working as a bartender and where it started really is I went on vacation. I went to Spain. Now it's not my first international trip. I'm no stranger to international travel, no stranger to European travel at this point. And, I came back and the day I got back, the, the very next day I go into work and I was fired. And so there was this moment of, 
oh, great. What am I going to do? So I immediately got more jobs. I got two jobs and and just, you know, did what you got to do, right? You sound like me. I was like, at my height, I had five jobs at once. And that wasn't including the business I was trying to do on the side. Yes. Yes. See, I hadn't even figured out how I wanted to like, what I wanted to be when I grew up. You know, I kind of had an inkling, but I had always been steered away from it. And so after that happened, it was this sort of moment of, letting somebody else decide that I was going to be able to pay my bills, letting somebody else decide that I was worthy of a paycheck, letting somebody else decide that I was good enough, you know, and there's, there's not just the logistical components of, of losing a job. There's also the, the emotional part of it. That's like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? What, you know, and just trying to reflect on that. Of course, I've got all kinds of theories going forward, but That was sort of this point of like, I am now free to do what I need to do. And it's, it was all sort of this catalyst of being in Spain that made me remember how much I love learning, how much I love the world, how much I want other people to do this, how important it is for people to really get out and explore and, and go beyond their day to day, you know, widen their horizons and, and their minds, open their minds to something that's not normal. So that's, that stuck with me, you know, in this moment of, I'm not going to call it a tragedy because it was not a tragedy, but this moment of, of like, whoa, followed by this most amazing trip that I had really put things in perspective. So over the course of the next year, um, or so, I started putting things together in my in my head. Um, that's where I really was focused on, sure, getting by, but trying to figure out how to do more than get by, how to not just survive, but what I needed to do to thrive. What did that look like? There's one thing in there that you said that's so powerful, not letting somebody else decide if you're good enough for a paycheck. And there is a big piece in that in being the wolf and being who you're born to be is taking control of your life, not letting somebody else's opinion of you dictate how you live, how you move forward and what you create. Mm -hmm. So that is incredibly powerful. And you know, I always tend to think that the universe is working for us. So sometimes those things getting fired, those obstacles, I had some to conquer today. And once I got over it and the other side of it, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that really is a blessing because it opens up something. It opens up space for me to step forward in a more powerful way. So you you came back feeling inspired feeling like you wanted to do something bigger take control of your own life and you started putting the pieces together so what was there an aha moment of when you knew what you wanted to do next there was there absolutely was i I went through an exercise during during the first few months after after that whole thing, um, and I was really unhappy. And the next thing, 
I sat down and I was like, okay, how do I, how do I make myself happy? What are my goals? What are things I want? And I, I did a more or less a, a homework assignment that was about, you know, what are the things that are going to make me happy? What do I enjoy doing specifically? What are things I want to avoid? What are, how do I like to spend my days? If my day did nothing but these things, would that make me happy? Has that historically made me happy? And so I just, you know, took a step back and, and put these pieces together. And it was things like travel, obviously. I just had that experience, you know, and I was like, okay, but talking about it and letting other people get excited about their own experiences and talking to me about it was really exciting for me. I love projects because I love to see things through. I love, um, I love planning and putting the pieces together like a puzzle. I am totally a puzzle person. So, which goes hand in hand with the projects and, you know, and I, I wanted to stay away from things like the automotive industry and medicine and things that I just felt were a difference between helping people and bringing joy to people's lives. And so, and that's very different where I stand is I don't want to help people so much as I want to make them happy. I want to bring joy to their lives. And so as I'm, as I'm doing this and I, I realized this idea that I had when I was in college, you know, 20 years prior really was not quite 20 years, we'll say, but anyways, uh, <laughs> a, a little while ago, <laughs> historically, we'll say that. Um, and, and it was to work and travel to be a travel agent. And knowing what I had already done, and the skills that I had in place for that, having started a, a personal chef catering business at one point, um, which I didn't enjoy, but I did it and I did okay at it. Uh, you know, working in food service, I love working with people, right? All these things that okay, this is how I can do this. When I realized that not only was this a fit for me, I started looking at what the numbers were. Um, and this is because I, as soon as I mentioned it, I would hear things like those still exist. I would hear things like, why would you do that? That's dumb. I would hear you don't have the skills for that, honey. I would hear, you are never going to convince me this is a good idea. I would hear just so many things, <clears throat> excuse me, getting worked up over it. I would hear so many things that told me that that in and of itself is just the worst idea that I could possibly have and what a waste of time, money, and effort for me to pursue it. People didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to listen. They didn't want to support. They didn't want to encourage. Um, and so I did my research. I took nine months from the time I came up with the idea that this is what I was going to do. I started telling people and it didn't matter to me because I've been underestimated my entire life. It, it matters that their support was not there. It didn't matter that they told me I didn't have the skills because watch me. <laughs> That's kind of, it's because, you know, you have to have a little bit of compassion in that moment that those people don't know you as that person who can turn an idea into something real. They, they knew me as a bartender, somebody who could sling drinks and talk to people, make them feel welcome. Or they knew me as a customer service rep who can answer the phone and calm really heated discussions. You know, they, 
knew me as this person who can do, but who cannot grow or who cannot dream or who cannot, um, you know, be next level. And so I sat down and I got all my ducks in a row. So I spent nine months planning. People can launch this in a week. It took me nine months. And that's because I got my numbers in a row. I did my research. I pulled all the data. I pulled the data as to what, why do people believe this is a bad idea? Like I wanted to know why. And it turns out that it's not that it's a bad idea. It's that the idea that people have about what that was, that's what doesn't exist. It was evolving into something new from a new perspective with a new generation of travelers, such as myself, that wanted to do something different with it and change the format of, of how we operate as a business. And so I took that idea and I just, I just launched it. I just, I did everything I needed to do and I put it out there and said, this is what I'm doing. Okay. So tell us exactly now what it is that you told people that you were doing. You're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I literally would tell people that um, I'm going to be a travel agent. I'm going to start a travel agency. And they would just look at me and be like, yeah, okay. You know, and, and some of them were very uh, rude, we'll say about it. Like, yeah, you know, real sarcastic. And others were just kind of like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And yet others were like, that's a dumb idea. That's stupid. And that's literally what I would what I would have to contend with is like, but it's not though. And they would be like, yeah, it is. Look at the labor statistics. Look at this. And they would cite sources that if I had listened to them, I would not be where I am right now. Right. And so what did they, I'm sure they had a whole bunch of advice about what you should do. Oh, honey, you should do this. So what are some of the, what are some of the shoulds? that people told you you should do instead of following your dream? The shoulds were always going to go work for someone else, just going to go achieve what was really easily attainable. Um, go and work in a, a big company that already has the job figured out. Um, it, all the shoulds evolved around, you don't want a boss determining your whether or not you're good enough for a paycheck. Well, now you're going to have 10 bosses. And, and that sort of mentality that is like, don't take the risk. It's not worth it because you don't have the skills to do it. So you shouldn't do that. You should just go get a job. You should just stay working two jobs for the rest of your life because they don't pay for anything. You know, like these are the, these are the pieces of advice that I would get um, from, from the ones that were the least supportive. Um, I did have one person. I do just want to give a shout out. Thanks, Chris, for your support. I did have one person that was like, it blows my mind. You had an idea, you sat at a computer and bam, the idea came to life. So, you know, having that one person was really critical, I think, in my ability to overcome everybody else um, and all the, the negative. Being told I don't have the skills or the knowledge or the drive or ambition or that the job that I wanted to create for myself was outdated and 
uh, totally un unattainable. You know, I remember, I'll tell you a short story. When I was in uh, college, my, I have a degree in French and my French professor was also my advisor and also the department chair. It's a very small department. And on his door, he had, you know, what are some things that you can do with a degree in French? And he had all these jobs listed out, you know, about like being a translator and being a diplomat, um, working for the UN, right? All these things. Travel agent was on there. And when I was like, ooh, and I pointed to it, he literally crossed it out in front of me. Whoa. And, and this is like, this is early aughts. Like this is so long ago. So in that moment, I think is when I was like, and turned it off until later in life. And I had to read that thing. And there's a few things I wanna to touch on. One, you know, so often, I know in my own journey, there've been different iterations of what I'm doing now that I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to do a show, talking, giving people advice. I wanted to do all these kinds of things. And somebody along the line always was like, you know, no, it's not even my astrologer was like, no, I don't, you know, that's because she was talking about her limitations, even though somebody else with different limitations could look at my chart and see something different, see a different possibility, but she's looking through the frame of her own experience. And that's a big piece of what is happening. Y'all listen to this when people are shooting all over you. It is because they think that the whole world looks at everything through their lens. And what they are really talking about is their own mindset. You should not do that. What they're saying is, I should not do that. It's too scary. I could never do that. And me watching you do that is blowing up all my broken dreams and making me feel bad about myself. So I've got to squash yours because it's all a reflection. I don't want to look at you doing what I refuse to do. I don't want to step through my personal fears to create something better in my life. I'm just going to accept my crap life. And you stepping forward to make your heart sing makes me feel bad about myself. And that is why people should all over you. That's why the naysayers are naysaying and giving you shit. So it has nothing to do with you. Every single one of you listening, if you have a dream that you want to follow and people are telling you not to do it, this is important when people are telling you that you can't do it, when people are telling you that you shouldn't do it, they are talking about themselves. They are talking about their own personal limitations. And just like you do not want to have somebody else determine your value of a paycheck, that's somebody else's limitations trying to put you in their box and you get your own box. We have all, we all have our own stuff. We've got to break through to make our dreams happen. Do not let somebody else put you in their box. It doesn't fit. <laughs> and then one other, yes. And one other piece, when you have one person, when you're on that cusp 
of believing in yourself, when you finally decided you're going to do it and you're going to take the leap and you're on that cusp, having one person believe in you is huge. It is the thing that will take you when you're right at the edge It is the thing that will just catapult you over. I remember in a workshop doing a course and in the course or in the exercise, my brain switched and I was like, you know what? I can totally do this. And I made my case and only one person voted for me. And it was that person that gave me the drive. That's probably a big part of why I'm here today doing what I'm doing, because I was right on the edge and somebody just had enough like goodness to push me over the edge. I am so glad you did not listen to the naysayers. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh my gosh. I love, I love that I was able to overcome that and not let them tell me what they thought I was capable of. That comes from within. We all know more about ourselves than anybody. And when we take on other people's boxes and opinions, it we're carrying somebody else's weight. This is like the generations of trauma, the generations of fear, all of this stuff. And another big piece, travel agency. Of course, that seems like it's not there, but we are in a time where everything is shifting and changing so often. People can't work at a job for 40 years. And y'all, if your parents are saying, your parents and your grandparents are the one naysaying and freaking out about you changing jobs or going after something you love, like they sacrifice their lives to be okay and safe and secure. So of course they're not willing to take those risks, of course, but the world is different. You know, companies shift and change all the time. You don't, you don't, most people do not get the opportunity to stay in a company for 40, 50 years and retire with a gold watch. So we have to be able to hone into what's right for us and you dipping into the things that you love to create something in the world is a beautiful thing we get to i mean creation this is you know it's it's what it's all about creating things in the world and bringing joy as a purpose is amazing it, it suits me it totally suits me i am a friendly bubbly person it was why i was a good bartender because i did bring joy to people's daily lives when they came in you know um, Absolutely. So you had right off the bat, which is so cool. You had some big success. You were like, what was it? 60 days or something. You were 60 days when you started your company, you were in profitability. And then of course, what everybody says, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and what's really, I just want to say this. As a person who was in charge of my own destiny, my own business, when a pandemic hit, 
I was able to incorporate my own sentiments and my own sense of ethics and morality into how I handled this pandemic. And so rather than, no, we're open because we need to be open. No, I got to, I got to talk with people about the risks and be very honest about it. And, you know, got to guide people toward a decision that worked for them and that fit them as opposed to me just trying to sell something for the sake of selling. I was able to, you know, in the beginning, I reinvented what I do to not sell travel. I work for the traveler. I'm an advocate. And so during the pandemic, I was able to advocate for my clients, not just their trip and their experience, but also their health and their well-being and their safety, you know, and, and you know, they get to ultimately make the decision that works for them. But I got to incorporate transparency and my own sense of moral direction that you are armed with information when you make a decision. And if you do not feel comfortable and safe to travel, well, then that's not what you do. And we do something else and I help you some other way. And so while, while my business did take a hit, it absolutely did. I did it to myself and I can own that because that was something that I needed to do to feel good about it. And as a result, I earned the business of everybody who's revenge traveling now. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's like everybody just, for those that haven't traveled in two years, they're like, take me everywhere. You know, they've, they've been saving not just money, but also the desire. And that desire is like, get me out of here. So yeah, I mean, and they, they understand that again, I'm not just, I don't just sell travel. That's not, what I do, I look out for you. When you are my client, I am looking out for you, for your experience, for your dollars, for any, you know, if you're going to spend a thousand dollars or $5,000, what can you get for that? Let's get the most you can get for that, you know, and like looking out for all of those things. So the pandemic was really a time to reset and build the trust. Travel is a long game. And I, I, from the very beginning, knew that. It's I work with clients sometimes for three years before we're through with one experience. And that's, to some people, that blows their mind. But the sales cycle of that, the whole entire cycle from the moment they reach out to the moment they get home is, it can be years. It can be months, but it can be years. And so, yes, I have been working with people since before the pandemic that we're still working together now on the same thing. And that's because... I'm looking out for them. It's a different take on an old school industry. And I feel like that's where it's going. Um, I don't, I don't believe that just being commissioned salespeople is the way of the future. There's less transparency that way. And so I get to, to, I got to overcome that pandemic doing it my way and being good to the people that are important to me that will ultimately carry me through once the pandemic was over. We're here. And I could not be more fortunate than to have the client list that I have. I, I, I just, sometimes it makes me cry with joy. Like I'm not even joking. Like sometimes I get teary eyed because I have some, I work with some amazing people that really, they understand that I'm not here to spend your money. I'm here to help you spend it the way that you want to spend it. And it's a, it's, it's a whole amazing experience for me. And ultimately 
I bring joy to their lives that they literally remember forever. It's, I could not, I couldn't be happier about that. I know, I know. That is so good. And, you know, here's such a big, big be the wolf qualities here because what you're doing in your business is you're bringing your value system to your business. Like I have my values for my business and obviously one of them is be the wolf. <laughs> um, but what you're doing is you're bringing your value system into your business. You're living your value system within your business, within your job. And by doing that, you are constantly building your self-esteem. And by sticking to your values, instead of freaking out about like, oh my God, and getting looped into this fear, when people are looped into fear, they make short-term decisions that usually don't play out in the long run. It's like if you've got a leak in the roof, but the roof is 20 years old, you know, a lot of people will just patch it. I'll just patch it and I'll just keep patching it and keep patching it. It's short-term, short-term, short-term because they can't like take the leap for the thing that's going to create the long-term ease because they're so freaking out about the money right now. And so I love that you trusted yourself. That's such a big be the wolf thing. Trusting yourself enough to live your value system and trust that it's going to be okay and create long-term decisions. You made long-term decisions rather than short-term panic decisions. And they're playing out right now in abundance, which is amazing. So anyone out there looking to shift jobs, looking to do any of that stuff, you want to make sure you're making these decisions within your value system. You want to find a company that shares your values. You're never going to be happy if your company clashes with your personal values and by working there, you're going to unconsciously damage your self-esteem. So what was something that you, like, I know the naysayers were there, but did you have to fight any naysayers in your own brain? Like I know deep down you knew you could do it and you were creating it, but Sometimes those negative Nancys like creep into our own brain and we start saying some of that stuff to ourselves. Did you have to overcome some of that? A little. Um, and I, I'm very fortunate that I, I can say not a lot because that one person that was like rooting me on, I sort of had to, um, not had to, but I felt like they deserved me at my best. And maybe about six months in, I was like, okay, because, you know, it's, it's, I need it. I need it to be more profitable than it is. I need it to be bigger than it is. And I knew it would take, you know, new businesses take two years before you really see good numbers. And that six month mark, I was like, oh, what do I need to do to, get through to that. What do I need to do that's less of a risk to myself in the in the long term so I can hang in there? So again, I did go get a second job. You know, I I did what I had to do with something that was it wasn't full time, it was ad hoc, it was something that worked really well with what I needed it to do and what I needed it to be. And you know, and and of course there were some more naysayers that came out of that of like, oh you're brave. 
trying to start a, you know, a, a travel agency. I got that comment my first day there. And uh, it was, it's one of those things that I, I felt motivated by that because they didn't know me. They didn't know what I was capable of. And that goes back to your earlier sentiment that, you know, other people are coming at you from their own experience and through their own lens. And they also, they don't know you in a different light. So again, that's their lens, you know, they don't know you as this other person. They, you know, those people in catering didn't know me as an e-commerce product manager. They didn't know me as an international sales rep for a hunting accessories company. They didn't know me as that person. They knew me as a caterer who needed a job because I was trying to start a business that they thought would fail. So now there, there are days that I cried. I, I can't deny that there were days that I cried and thought, what am I doing wrong? But really, it was just a matter of patience. Patience, perseverance, and those are things that I have in spades. <laughs> I, I know how to follow through on something that I really want. And so, yeah, there are, there are some things that I, I challenged myself and felt like, okay, you got to get motivated and, and you got to do this, you got to do this. And I, I pushed myself because there were moments of doubt, but it was never doubt at my abilities. It was doubt on the, the, what it was doing to the relationships I had because there was no support there. That's where the doubt came in. It had nothing to do with my abilities or the, the job itself, the business itself. It was just other people, your relationship changes with people who see you pursuing something that they think is beyond them, that they think is, is a bad idea. And that's the doubt. That's uh, as a social creature, that's what impacted me more than anything. Um, but then you hear that phrase, it's lonely at the top. And it, it reminds you, not that you're going to leave people behind, but that other people don't want to rise to the occasion of, because of their own limitations. And I want to pull everybody up with me, but I am one person. I can't do it all, you know? So, so that's where, that's where the doubt crept in. It's just, what's it doing to relationships? Is this worth it? Well, and that's, I think, a big piece of what gets in the way of so many people. Like, is this going to mess with my relationships? As you grow, as you get more successful, inevitably, relationships are going to shift. And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. We as creatures are meant to grow and evolve. And not everybody chooses that path. And so as you step forward, your values and what's important to you shifts. You know, if you stay small in that place where a lot of people do, where they don't step into being the wolf, if they stay small, it's that they being around other people that stay small sort of lets them know it's okay to be there. Um, that it's okay to not follow your dreams, to give up on your dreams for safety and security. And it is okay if that's your choice. And that's the thing, as you said before, it's about having choices. But some of us have that fire, that passion that we just need 
to do it. We're to, we can't, we can no longer contain who we really are and we have to step forward. And there are lots of us out there, lots of us out there, but it might not be what we grew up around. So it takes doing it and living it and being it to actually attract the other people and connect with the other people that are also in that place of living big lives. And, and sometimes it might be hard because maybe our parents were like, oh, well, those people are, those kinds of people are blah, 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 or this is a blah, blah, blah. And then that's another thing people have to fight against. And well, am I that a terrible person? Because I have a lot of money now because I was successful. Like, and people might still have that perception, but that's their own stuff. It's not, you know, it's not what... Yeah, it's just their own perception. So tell me what is a big surprise of joy, right? Joy is a big one for you. So tell me what's what's one of the things that has that was like a surprise that brought you so much joy as you really stepped into following your dream, being who you are and bringing it out into the world. You know, one of the best surprises is really the industry itself and how it functions. It is the most supportive community over competition industry that I have ever encountered that I I was blown away at it. You know, as somebody who who stepped into my role without formal training, without, you know, somebody being a mentor to me to set my business up, you know, and having done my research and being completely external when I really got into it and the amount of support, the amount of encouragement, the amount of knowledge being shared, every bit of that is like, it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. And it's led me to pay it forward. So as, as an industry coach, it's, it's been amazing to help people overcome their own naysayers, their own, you know, lines of thinking that makes it so difficult for them to realize that they have, they have the capability, they have the skills, they have the knowledge, they have the drive and ambition, they have the desire and they are going to do good things. It's reminding them of their patience. It's teaching them the individual, maybe little skills of how to handle a particular client situation. It's being available to them to keep them encouraged because I know what it was like to be that person who felt like I was going to fail. Not because I really believed it, but because everybody around me was telling me that. And thankfully I didn't get to the point of internalizing it but I, my, my purpose with working with these, with these other industry professionals is to make sure they don't internalize it. And, and I think I do a pretty good job with that. <laughs> um, I have a, there's a few in the industry that I, I specifically work with more than once, but it's as a whole, our whole industry is so supportive and encouraging. And all of us are like, we're here. I don't know who thinks we don't exist. We're here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's, it's, 
that part is a surprise and a true joy for real. Well, and I can say what it's probably one of the reasons that you have so much abundance coming in because you are that allowing yourself to share and teach and allowing other people to step into their own expansion as opposed to contraction and hoarding and holding and all of that it it creates room for flow and it there's enough out there for everybody i know people are stuck in this mindset of like oh my god only these people have and there's not but when you break through the stuff in your mind you really can accomplish anything when you stop worrying about what you're going to lose and start leaning into what you could possibly gain you know what we're going to lose is what we know what we can gain is what we don't know and so it's scary to step into something you don't know but i want you all to know that it can be done and it gives you freedom and joy and so much in your life and your world just keeps getting bigger and bigger when you do this okay denise tell us all about how to get in touch with you what you help people do specifically tell us all the goodies you got it you got it so as a travel agency owner i'm a luxury travel advisor um, and an industry coach for those in the industry themselves Um, you can find me and get in touch with me on my website at mindsettravel.com Um, The contact us form on there is the best way. Uh, Alternatively, I am on Facebook. So feel free to reach out there at facebook.com slash mindset travel agency. You're welcome to search for that. Um, Instagram, I forgot to mention that. That's also at mindset travel. Um, What I would love for you to do is reach out to me to talk about getting into the industry, to talk about um, your next experience abroad somewhere. This is what I do. I advocate for you as a traveler you hire me, I take care of the details for you. So um, this is what I'm here for. Please get in touch with me as you as you want to. And either way, I'm here to help you literally bring get joy, more joy in your life. This is this is what I do. More joy, more joy, more, more joy. joy. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I love it. That's one of my uh, top values. Mine is like expansion and growth and joy and abundance and connection. Those are my big ones. Um, For y'all who are looking to step into being who you are born to be and really stepping into a career so that you can bring your gifts to the world, a career that you love, 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 you can, if you want to look into working with me and breaking through some of that stuff that gets in the way, being able to overcome the naysayers, being able to hold true to who you really truly are and follow your dreams, you can go to book a call with Jenea, G-E-N-E-A.com, book a call with Jenea, and we'll get you on the right path. Denise. Janaya, thank you so much for having me on, having this conversation. It's it's another reminder at the early part of the week why I do what I do. So it's totally set the tone for the rest of the week. 
Wonderful. And I think it's so important for people to know that you can break through the naysayers, that you have the strength, the knowledge to create whatever it is you want. And maybe sometimes that is you've got to go out and get a couple new skills and learn some new things or do some research, but you can do it. And I believe in you all. So thank you again, Denise, for coming on and sharing your story with me. I'm so happy to have you here. And for those of you listening and watching, have a beautiful rest of your day, evening or morning, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be The Wolf. Please take a moment to rate, share, and follow this podcast so that together we can inspire others to be the wolf.